that you have just been invaded by. Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch on the 20th of April 2021. In today's show we're going to be chatting about the return of Sam and Max, our first proper look at the new House of the Dead remake, Nintendo suing Bowser, and Nintendo's latest indie showcase, Ryo and Chun-Li appearing in a Power Rangers game, a strange new Mega Man game coming to Kickstarter, and Sony backtracking on their digital store removal. All of that on today's episode with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in for a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover, then please do let us know in the dedicated room over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to this podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review as it really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs, let's get on with the show. Hey there guys, welcome to Slopescast, and uh, we're going to get straight in with our first topic. Sam and Max Save the World is back. Limited Run are doing uh, the limited edition uh, Switch and PC release. You're excited about this, aren't you, Grizzly? I am. Sam mm-hmm. and Max is love, is life. Uh, and the Telltale series is absolutely brilliant if you've never had a chance to give it a go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that we're finally getting another opportunity to own it on a physical media. So that's what Limited Run is good at. And yep. as this one launches on my birthday, I probably will back it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um I mean, I've never had the greatest love for point-and-click adventures, in all honesty. It's just just keep clicking things until it works, and it annoys me before it becomes fun for me. <laughs> but I, I did play around with uh, uh, one of the earlier episodes of the Sam and Max, and this is obviously the first six episodes um, of the uh, Sam and Max. This is the remastered version, am I right in saying that? That's right, yeah. yeah. So this, this is based on the, the code that was released uh, at the end of 2020 so uh, some people might already own this mm-hmm. um but for those who either didn't play it or uh, had played the original and haven't done so for a very long time this is a really good time to double dip absolutely absolutely and uh we've got a few people in here uh, uh let's have a look we've got michael towns i think he wants to have a little chat on this uh let me know in the chat if you want to jump in on this one uh, mike i think he does we'll see we'll see um but yeah i mean it's uh it's exciting what i have read in reviews everybody's saying that this is a a, a, a sublime remake um very very well done they've got the uh, original composers in to try and make it you know really really bump up everything they can for this remake the only negative i have seen is a couple of the uh more risque jokes um have uh sadly been taken away apparently um I, again i i didn't play through the original so i can't really say much to that but uh I, i'd still say this is probably the version definitely the version to get so mike towns did you want to jump in on this one please let us know in the slopes cast discussion uh otherwise well, i don't think there's really much else to say on it if i'm honest except well, yeah it's yeah just on. just on that just got just on that risque point i mean sam and max works best when uh your parents are watching it and thinking is this right for my kids um <laughs> And uh, that, that, that'd be a bit of a shame if they have removed those. But uh, 
I, I'll just be happy as long as they haven't messed with any of the dialogue between Sam and Max themselves because the stuff they come out with in these games, man, it's just brilliant. It's funny all of the way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right. One thing I am interested on this is, I noticed this earlier, so I'm like you. If I'm going to buy something off Limited Run, I'm probably nine times out of ten just going to go for the most expensive one. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, <laughs> we're completely, we caught the bug. They, they've, they've stuck their teeth in and we want it. So what's interesting about this is, uh, let's open a couple of tabs here. So there's, uh, you've got the standard copy, which is like thirty four ninety nine that gets you the game in the, uh, you know, typical switch case, all that stuff. But then there's the more expensive, uh, $74.99. We're talking dollars here. Uh, and that one's the one that comes with all of the extra jargon. So you've got um, yeah. the episode comic cover postcards, all that sort of stuff. You've got a case file there, the prototype hyp hypnosis glasses, excuse me, Toy Mafia Casino fridge magnet, all of the usual junk that you get with this stuff that you, you couldn't live without. What's interesting, though, is do you have to buy the $74.99 expensive one and then also buy the $4.99 slipcover? The way I'm looking at this on my shelf, am I going to have an empty box full of collectibles, but then the game out of that box put into the slipcover? I think the answer to that one, Dan, is absolutely. Um, <laughs> because if, if you're not... If, if you're not spending an excess amount of money on limited run stuff, then are you doing it right? Yeah. Um, that's the question, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and also it tells us on the side, you've got Save the World, Beyond Time and Space, and The Devil's Playhouse, uh, which are the... Uh, uh, there's six episodes each, is that right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So All interconnected, um, and even like the series... For those who haven't played it, Series 1... Uh, to season three are all like in a serial format so mm -hmm. don't don't jump into season two without playing season one or season three from season two and one because it all continues on and the jokes are funnier as a result of that okay awesome awesome and uh mike Towers is going to jump in on one of the later discussions and there's quite a few people in here now on this slopes cast chat thank you patrons thank you youtube members if you want to jump in on any of the topics we're talking about please let us know in the slopes cast discussion room and we will bring you in me or grizzly will bring you in for that particular discussion but yeah i mean it's exciting stuff um there's not much else to say but limited run they're all over this sort of stuff and they also did uh let's quickly bring this up they also uh recently announced the uh, Neo Geo Pocket Collection Volume One, which we knew they would do, and they we called and it, it last. We called it last week, didn't we? Yep, absolutely, we did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will. I will say the um, the extras on that aren't as exciting. I mean, the Sam and Max ones. I can be completely honest. The stuff that you get in here mm -hmm. isn't the most wow. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's it's postcards at the end for the most part, but. I just love Sam and Max that much that I'm an easy mark for this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But w when it comes to the other stuff, I'm not as enamoured. Where's Where's the figures? Where's the statues? Where's the replica Neo Geo um, pocket itself? You know, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Well, I'm surprised they didn't go run. for that. I, I know technically they mm -hmm. have gone for two different limited editions. I was expecting them. They normally have a standard for the really big ones. They have a standard... Uh, a limited and then an extreme uh, version for the real hardcore limited like we're seeing here yeah. with the Doom ones. Uh, they did that with Scott Pilgrim. Uh, obviously, Streets of Rage was the one I jumped in on as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I was quite surprised as well. Um, they, t they typically announce those a bit later, don't they? But I think maybe they've changed up their tune recently because of what happened with Streets of Rage 4 
where so many people had bought the the classic edition and then suddenly the collector's edition came out of nowhere and people were going oh really you want me to spend another 75 dollars here it is fine you know and then realizing that it's there's only a thousand copies and not everyone can have one i pray they don't do another collector's edition when this new streets of rage 4 dlc comes out because i'm gonna buy it and i really really don't want to buy it you do realize that secretly there are some limited run guys sat in the chat with the notepad going (laughs) so that's one guaranteed (laughs) sell there yeah absolutely but uh yeah it's exciting stuff um i'm surprised they haven't gone more full-on with this sort of stuff um uh yeah i mean a lot of the time what i will say is what i've seen on tweets as well um their hands are tied some of the times depending on the uh the people the, the publishers or whatever what they want to put into these things i know they got a little bit blasted when um what was it uh I, i've actually got it incoming I'm, i've bought i got a big bundle of them so i'm waiting for one or two things before i get it but there's a space channel 5 vr game for the ps4 and it comes with a fidget mm. spinner and people are like really oh. a fidget spinner and they're like well, that's yeah. what they wanted in there that's what they wanted to put in <laughs> so. nothing says ooh la la versus the moravians more than a fidget spinner it was, it was a really odd one but uh apparently that's what they wanted in there and hey it'll be the only fidget spinner i have connected to a uh there it is. a game yeah, it's, it's it's not so bad when you look at it again uh near your pocket one i do like the replica box um mm-hmm. of the like the, the the cartridge box but yeah, it would have been nice to have that clamshell thing, but I'm guessing plastic moulding fees and what have you. Yeah, I'm just absolutely. wondering if there's going to be enough uptake for this one. Mm-hmm. A retrospective book, that, that that's a big selling point for me. Anyway, moving on to topic number two. And uh, yeah, topic number two, make sure I've got these in order. Yes, the House of the Dead remake this felt like it came out of nowhere we're going to be talking about this again a little bit later on when we look into the actual uh, uh the indie news that nintendo dropped in their latest indie direct where house of the dead just sort of looked like it was just chucked on at the end uh what hold the phone there uh, house of the dead remake are you serious uh <laughs> what, what, what's your thoughts on the house of the dead remake grizzly Right, so I'm to- so glad because this was actually originally announced in 2019 on um, Forever Entertainment's uh, Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. They said that they, they've got the license for House of the Dead Remake 1 and 2, but they don't know what the platform is and they don't know when they're going to release it. Mm-hmm. And now we know. Yeah. I, I love the look of it. Um, I think it does miss a bit of that colour, and I'm hoping when they do House of the Dead 2, they accentuate that colour a bit more. Um, I love the fact that they've kept the voice acting. That yeah. is just... That is necessary to the House of the Dead experience to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm really hoping that the gyro controls that they're likely going to be using for the light gun action um, holds up. I really feel that house of the dead deserves a physical release of some kind and i'm sure we'll see it on limited it, run it's going to happen room. they isn't it the same team that worked on um uh panzer dragoon it is yeah, yeah they're so going I'm, to do it and they did that i've got that behind me yeah they're gonna I'm, do it i'm fully expecting some sort of gun peripheral for your joy con to mm-hmm. come with that it's just necessary isn't it it really really is i'm ah, uh, it's annoying that i've got to go buy joy cons again because I, I i'm sure mine are dead for some mm. reason or another that i've never had good time with my joy cons but um uh, so l- l- let me put it this way i when i saw this 
I knew it was House of the Dead because it said House of the Dead in the corner. It doesn't scream House of the Dead like yeah. when I'm watching it. I'm seeing zombies walking around, that sort of thing. But it doesn't look like what I remember it to look like. And I mean, obviously, I, I, and to be fair, I'm a lot more um, connected to the second House of the Dead release. And it's the same with Pan's Dragon 2. I'm a lot more, conne- I'm a lot more connected and interested in the second game uh, moving forward and, and the games after that. Um, but it doesn't look... I mean, I'm looking at this part right here, the, the intro leading into it. It doesn't look like a House mm. of the Dead game in my eyes. Um, and I, I, I do feel like if you do polish what they originally did you're going to take away a little bit of that i suppose a good way of explaining it is like those what 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 even sega themselves did to the later super monkey ball games they 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 cleaned them up and they they cell shaded them and they they looked stunning but they they look so far removed from those original couple of monkey ball games and I'm getting that same sort of feeling from here. Like Panzer Dragoon remake, that still looked like Panzer Dragoon, but just updated. This almost looks like a different game. And yeah, um, I, I I totally get what you're saying about that. I mean the the trailer, the way they put it together was as if it was going to be like another entry into the Dead Island franchise. Yeah, it look it looks it looks really like realistic, whereas. I'm 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 just like you. I know House of the Dead One was tonally quite different from House of the Dead Two. Mm-hmm. House of the Dead Two was pr- very much more colourful, but because um, House of the Dead One still had a bit of that goofy charm, not just down to the voice acting, um, it 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 still stands stands out as being a far more colourful thing than what we're seeing here. But maybe we're just misremembering this. Um, Potentially. Yeah, one of the things I've noticed, though, is that the character design seems to be on point. I mean, when we see those two um, zombie boys with the eye, with eyes in their sockets mm-hmm. come up, they do still have a bit of that cartoony look to them. So maybe, maybe yeah. it's still there. Yeah, absolutely. The only, the, the only other thing I've noticed as well is that the cursors, the way they move on this trailer, it definitely looks like analog control. Yeah, 100%. I really 100%. hope that's not the case. I hope that's not the only. Uh, there's, there's no way. Thing. There's no way they wouldn't have another option. Like it is an instant failure if you don't have those Joy Cons turn into guns. Like even if you just hold the Joy Cons normally and you just click, 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 click. Like as, as a, it, yeah, th- this has to be released with a gun peripheral. Um, yeah. Like there is, like if it doesn't, what the hell. Uh, there's going to be a great market uh, on Amazon or whatever for people selling that exact thing. Uh, I hope this actually re- revives the, uh, the the classic gun games. There's no reason the Switch, uh, the, the yeah, the Switch can't do those games. You know, yeah. everyone's about retro at the moment. This could be the first step into reviving those classic Time Crisis and and and, and, and Sega have got so many gun games in the arcades that they've never done anything with the um, the Jambo Safari games and all that sort of stuff. They've never been released, and they're awesome. And if this is a, a first step, if this blows up, then and and it gives Sega the kick up the ass to release Scarlet Dawn. I'll be so happy. Um, yeah. I've actually completed Scarlet Dawn in the in the uh, in the arcades. I went to an arcade convention where they were showing it off, and near the end, everyone started dying down. So I just sat in there with games you loved, and we just played through the entire game from beginning to end with like three credits. Um, 
that's an insane cabinet. If anyone's never played Scarlet Dawn, the House of Dead Scarlet Dawn, like they add enough to that cabinet to make it feel new. You're actually in a little um, close-off booth because it's quite spooky. You know, you have kids walking around and stuff. They don't want to see what you're looking at. Um, but um, uh, they actually have puff of air blow on your face like really quickly when they get close. You know, like they, they, they stumble towards you and, and they lunge and grab you. Um, they, they blow this puff of air really quickly in your face and it makes you actually throw back and blink and it, it, it's so clever. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. But they're obviously not going to be able to replicate that. The switch and it comes with some kind of fan peripheral. But um, there's, there's some crazy peripherals coming out as we're going to see later. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But um, interesting stuff. I, that, that, don't get me wrong, I'm excited for this. Um, but just like I say, with Panzer Dragoon, I'm much more excited about what comes next. Uh, Panzer Dragoon 2 Remake and uh, House of the Dead 2 Remake, that's when I'm going to start really getting excited. And uh, give it, give the studio their due. The Panzer Dragoon came out a little bit wonky uh, on release, but they did a lot of updates and really updated that. Um, so uh, let's hope that this one comes out a little bit better on release perhaps but uh i don't know i mean i'm looking at that it looks like resident evil it doesn't look like house of the dead to me um yeah uh, i uh as long as they keep the voice acting in there and keep the corniness in there that's what we want that's what we want also I w i'd want to know if there's like if they're going to consider typing of the dead i would it's <laughs> one, one of one of the things I've absolutely loved about House of the Dead Overkill, when it came to PC, yeah, because the, the mouse mode was so easy, they actually released a version of it, which was Typing of the Dead they Overkill. Did. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if whether they would consider doing that as an Easter egg if you plugged in the USB keyboard. I would love oh, that. And it would not take... I, I can't imagine that would take a lot. No, definitely not. They never did a Typing of the Dead for the first game anyway, but it was... Did they? No, it was for the second game, wasn't it? Just, just for the second and yeah. the overkill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, it'd bump up a couple of points just by having that 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 mode in there. Imagine looking yeah. on the back of the box, like you know, joypad, pro controller, keyboard. I'd like, whoa! <laughs> I'll be so happy with that. So so happy with that. Uh, um, got a couple of things I could pop in, says Mike Towns. Uh, yeah, jump in, Mike Towns. Let's see what you got to say on this one. Uh, hello, Mike Towns. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. you Go can, for it, bud. Yeah. That's the first of all, just quickly, um, there's a kind of arcade cafe in my town that has both uh, House of the Dead 2 and Initial D next to each other. So I've been Ooh. playing it weeks at the same time, like driving the car and then shooting zombies and i've actually gotten pretty far but that's cool that's cool also um grizzly mentioned in the discord about i think it was overkill on the wii he came with these big like revolver type guns and i've a, got one yeah i had a like i had a collector's edition that, that had two of them and um i only had the wii u plugged in at the time so i used to play it using the gamepad as the screen so if they do make a gun for the switch version i think i'll try it out in handheld mode to try and do the same thing mm -hmm. wow that's dedication it's um i i have got that um that revolver gun for the uh for overkill for the wii it's it's cool but it's got that weird um rubber around the base uh the same as like the gizmondo and it actually becomes sticky and there's no no amount of cleaning will stop the stickiness uh, of that like retro old uh rubbery grip 
but um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh well, cheers mike um yeah thanks for adding in on that one mate okay yeah absolutely and there's, um there's, there's a couple more comments in the um in in the twitch chat which i found quite interesting yeah so, go for it uh one thing that snakey b uh mentioned was that you'd think vr would be all over these kind of games and you know what i'm very disappointed to say that yes where, where are they where are the vr like gun titles i mean they've kind of been replaced with these like shooting galleries with no real purpose and yeah to be fair if you were playing house of the dead you know with those sweeping camera angles and what have you you'd probably be on chunder central after a while but it yeah. is a real shame that we don't see more vr experiences with uh light gun games in general i mean does anybody remember a game called police 24 7 i believe it was called something else was it the one uh, where you actually move your body yeah, so police, yeah, 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 yeah police 24 7 was was unique and it had that motion camera and you could actually replicate it at home on a ps2 with a webcam any webcam will do um but the idea is the game tracks your motion so you can actually um dodge out of the way of bullets and the bullets move relatively slowly so you could do so or in harder difficulties they 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 move really really fast i actually you went actually all the way i, I got a, a, two buses to go to hastings to go and try that machine out i, I remember seeing that it was uh I, I played it a couple of times it was good yeah great machine and i i would love to see light guns light gun titles return for for stuff like that especially in vr because that should have been the one of the first things that Konami would have jumped on. But then again, Konami. Yeah, absolutely. And Asher says that House of the Dead 3 has a typing version on PC in Japan as well. So, Oh, nice. There you go. And, and House of the Dead 3 More is awesome. Around. That was good. The uh, the Xbox one, that was, wasn't it? Yeah, that's with the shotties, wasn't it? Yeah, And then yeah. Uh, 4 was with the Uzis. Absolutely. So we've uh, got somebody else in here as well. Oh, no, let me uh, try and unmute. Oh, you have to unmute yourself, uh, Joe. There we go. So we've also got yeah, Joe es a... Esposito. How you doing, buddy? You want to add on this one as hey. well, mate? Yeah, well, I want to echo the thing about VR because this is one of the strangest things to me is the two areas that VR seems the most suited to. One would be space, space combat, like what you saw with Squadrons, which from everything I've read, VR makes me sick, so I can't do it. But I've always I've always wanted to. A couple times I've tried it, I just don't have the motion control for it. Yeah. It just throws me off. But Squadrons, from the videos I've seen, oh, looks amazing to play. And this is another one where you could use the visual landscape you know where you could hear something to your right your left and that's the whole thing with the horror experience right is to, to match the visuals and the audio so why wouldn't you do vr with this it well, just I it almost seems like a brain dead move i suppose it's because uh, so in vr hey very good very good <laughs> <laughs> i suppose it's because um like you're moving your head around and in this game you're not you're, it's, it's a fixed screen pointing directly forward you know you had that um i'm gonna forget what the name is of it now but there was that vr game that came out for the playstation vr right near the beginning of it it was uh what was it It was like a, an on rail shooting game horribly spooky i've got it behind me I'm trying to remember uh until dawn rush of blood oh yes that was a really good example actually and but it was still one that you had to look around and the camera played with you by looking around so you'd hear something out of the left of your ear you'd look over and there'd be nothing there but when you look back there was something in front of you and it freaked oh it was such a horrible game to play but like in a good way um one of the levels, one of the later levels, and the lights kept flickering off. And when they came back on, there's just 
you're the, surrounded the... by those mannequins and oh, you don't God. know which ones are alive and which ones are alive. So you're just going crazy shooting everything you see. Um, but um, again, it, it's, it works because you're looking around in a VR space. Maybe that's why they don't do this because you don't look around in um, House of the Dead and Time Crisis and whatever else, you know. Um, it's all just fixed. Yeah. See, but, well, I, would, I would envision it as being like an expanded experience, right? Where there would be the standard one because you don't want to cut out people who don't have VR. So you have the standard one, but then sure. you would have the enhanced thing where you'd have a wider landscape. And so if you're in VR, suddenly it broadens out, right? And it's still the same gameplay, but now it is that left, right. I don't know about up or down. You could keep it somewhat limited, but it could be done. And, yeah, and it yeah, makes sure. a lot of sense for shooters. One of the first ever games I played on VR was like a homebrewy type game where you could move around and you only looked left and right. You were just standing in the middle of a park and just shooting zombies that keep coming towards you and just last as long as you can. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it, it, it's, it's bizarre that they've never done it because even though I threw a, a, a speed bump there, there's, there's a million ways around it, you know, just uh, still have it fo everything coming to you from the beginning, uh, from the front, but just have an environment around you. I mean, the environment's there, you know, like all they need to do is just put a camera in the middle that you can move around in uh, or head tracking. Um, so, yeah, it, it's bizarre. It's really bizarre. But still, House of the Dead is coming back uh, as a remake. Yet again, Sega putting out their classic games to uh, smaller indie studios, uh, which is getting them a lot of hardcore credibility in the uh, retro gaming space. Um, yeah. I still like... I mean Go on, go on. I was, I was just going to say, like, um, one of the first things that I muttered under my breath when I saw this was, hell, it's been a great year, past year, to be yeah. a Sega fan. Yeah. Because all of these games just keep appearing out of the woodwork. We've had Streets of Rage. We've had House of the Dead. Uh, we've got Alex Kidd coming very soon. Very soon, yeah. Um, and and, that, and that's a game that looks like they have updated it, and I'm glad they have. Uh, I know we talked about it extent yeah. last week, but yeah, go on. Yeah, we just we just had so much and yeah. I Panzer Dragoon of course. Panzer Dragoon, we've had the Wonder Boys, the Monster Boys, you got that is it Monster Boy 4 which is the Asher game that Strictly Limited are putting out as well. Uh there, there's a lot going on. Um oh, oh so much oh, Sonic Mania. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. And uh how they haven't talked about another Sonic Mania it is really quite mind-blowing. I know that game costs a lot of money to make technically but I think it's going to be one of their more long-standing games. Like, it's it's going to be a game that they're going to continuously be able to sell. Unlike maybe some of the, you're not going to be they're not going to re-release um, uh, forces. Uh, you know, every generation, but I think they could, and they probably should if they want to make money. They could yeah. continuously re-release Mania with no ex added extra for every concert every generation moving forward because it's a game that can stand the test of time so i feel like they need to make another one because it's just it's easy money for sega and it's good reputation for the sonic community and their retro community it, it just needs to be done it needs to be done but, well, uh, i can say I on that agree that this makes sega look great and this is where sega has really made some smart decisions because mm -hmm. They're just doing it all right as far as releasing stuff, re-releasing stuff. This is and Daniel, you and I talked a little bit this about this on my show, but this is this is one of those areas where, as somebody who wasn't a Sega kid, mm -hmm. now I'm like, man, Sega compared to some of the stuff Nintendo's done lately that I feel like has been user hostile in some ways. Sega's the opposite, man. Sega knows what they're doing, and, and this is the way well, to, to keep that mind share going. Well, every time, every time I feel like. Um... 
because we we I can give a lot of credit to Sega here. Yeah, yeah. But I know where you're going. It is it is a <laughs> bit like um, my work here is done, but you didn't do anything, and then just leaving in grace anyway. <laughs> it's just like well, I, I I've said for so long, like they need they they, 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 they there's there's two sides and there's, there's more way more than two sides but if you're just looking at re video game releases there's two sides of sega you've got this people that make this, this new age sega that you know i'm not as in tuned with you know with the yakuza's and the total war i know again that's not really 100 percent them but the total war the 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 theme hospital uh add-ons all this sort of stuff that's like the new style of sega but then you got the classic sega and the way gaming has adapted over the years is those classic games that we used to spend the equivalent of 40 50 quid or whatever on um you can't release those games at that price anymore you know triple a games from the 90s are now indie titles it's just the way it is unfortunately it's it's fine for me because i still spend all that money thank you so much top hat gaming man for the uh raid and uh the daddy's here how you doing top hat by the way mate jump in um my discord if you want to jump in on this chat as well mate uh please please do um you should be in my discord uh, if not i can get you sorted out or one of the or grizzly can help out there get you added yeah, sure. in but um yeah yeah like uh, th 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 those games that we hold on to your streets of rage golden axe all those classic games if they were released nowadays they would be smaller indie titles so i can understand why sega wouldn't want to pump their biggest studios that they have at their disposal onto these small smaller titles it's better to give them to the hardcore indie developers the the indie developers that have got the amazing track record the the way forwards of the world um and give them the properties because they know they're going to do them justice uh, and they've got the love and the affectionate behind them and and uh affection behind those styles of titles i said it in the second video i ever created for my channel and now they're starting to do it and it's awesome it's awesome thank you so much for the uh bits there uh dh armadeus uh, what am i saying the harmadoucious there you go your channel is great well thank you so much and shout out to top Hat as well uh like i said top Hat mate if you want to jump in on this yeah i'll pop over um we'll keep talking about this sega stuff for a little bit because i'm sure top Hat will want to uh, uh, jump in on this as well Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely. Was, uh, but just just going back to the say uh, the Sonic piece. Um, one thing I will say is, uh, a certain blue boy is thirty years old this year. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So hopefully we will see something Mania related. I know yeah. we, we talked about Sonic Colors last week, but absolutely, I really hope that's not it. Um, no, but, you know, remasters are nice and all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, Sonic yeah. Colors is a good one to remaster. I always feel like remasters should be at least two generations old, which I suppose it kind of is with the Near Wii. Near enough, yeah. Nearly. You know, we've got the half console in the middle there. But uh, um, <laughs> I, I, I just remembered when you had The Last of Us, and then as soon as the PlayStation 4 was released, we had The Last of Us remastered. It's like, really? Do we now need shiny characters on that? <laughs> no, it would be better if we actually had remasters of, like, the original Uncharted, which they eventually did, which is good. Um, yeah. That's the sort of remasters I want. Or even further back, like Tomb Raider games, the original, like, they did it with Resident Evil. That's a good remaster. Well, I suppose that's more of a remake, again. Um, yeah, re top... remake to a completely different ball game, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they, 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 a lot as of long as whatever are... they do, they don't pull it after a year like Nintendo, because that still pisses me off, that Nintendo move of pulling stuff on a limited release. Just leave it out. Nah, mm -hmm. Sega like money. They like their money. Money, money, money. Lovely Sega money. 
Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> a lot of people are a lot of people are vying for a Sonic Adventure remake. Um, not sure about starring Jim Carrey though, Chef Matic. Uh, I'm. I don't know. <laughs> like I love Sonic Adventure. Everything about the game, the music, but I I, I like it for its flaws as well. Um, yeah. And uh, they, 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 they just won't fly. It won't fly in 2021, sadly. Um, and Michael Towns is now throwing in every single Sonic that he could. Let's do the one that everyone wants, guys. Give us Sonic Free and Knuckles, even if it has to be reworked into a new uh, uh, hand-drawn sort of animation or whatever, whatever it needs to happen to get that game out. Get it out. That's the one everyone wants. Big there is guy. one, but one caveat to that, Dan. I know it so has to have the, it has to have the soundtrack. It does. It Real does. Soundtrack. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good, isn't it? It's so good. But then, I mean, where do you stop? Because you can go down all their arcade games. Like, I know technically they've started pushing out like their more arcadey things with the Astro City, and you know th those ROMs are now easily on there. You know, like, they're officially put out by Sega at least in at the home. But put it on a cartridge. Put it on a cartridge. That's what we want. I see. You see, I always got the impression that the reason why we didn't get the Christian Whitehead um, Sonic remakes on the on console was because they were waiting to complete the trilogy, but yeah. they just never could. I'm wondering if we're if that might be on the cards, maybe, hopefully, potentially, potentially. Uh, I... I'll take it. I'll take a Sonic Free and Knuckles Christian Whitehead remake in a trilogy box set for his 30th anniversary. Yeah. I think that'd be perfect. <laughs> there was a lot more to be announced in this Sonic um, uh, anniversary. Unfortunately, I think Sega's hands were tied with the pandemic and what have you, uh, which is potentially going to be a good thing. You know, but there's no point putting stuff out there uh, uh, that, that's not going to be ready or for whatever reason is going to be delayed. Take your time. It's really only an, only a number, 30 years old. If you have to do the big announcements for 31, do that. But uh, I'm hoping there's going to be more. I'm hoping there's going to be more. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't know where uh, Top Hat's got to, so we'll just move on to the next topic. And uh, if he's around, he can jump in on the next one. And uh, yeah, I he, know... likes... he likes Nintendo, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, this next one, uh, I know you're quite excited about this one. So, um, go on, you, you you jump into what we're going to be chatting about with Nintendo filing a lawsuit against Bowser for hacking. What, what What's this actually all about, Grizzly? Explain. For one, it's one of the most hilarious um, headlines you can you can imagine. Like yeah. they, you, you can't imagine that luck, right? Because the, the president of uh, Nintendo of America, of course, is Doug Bowser. And then he's he's going head to head with Gary Bowser, a hacker um, that presumably is the ringleader behind Team Executor. Uh, these are the guys who um, originally hacked the Nintendo Switch and have been selling those hacks, uh, which allow access to the back end system for homebrew and, of course, piracy. Um, it's he's looking at one hell of a. Um, one hell of a uh, payout if he uh, does get pushed. Um, so we're looking at um, up to 79 million Switch and Switch Lite consoles, is what Nintendo <laughs> said, is potentially affected. And they are seeking $2,500 
but each trafficked device, that means each device that the team executor hack has been placed on, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming is quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and $150,000 for each copyright violation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to sting. <laughs> Um, well, it's I, obviously it, not going to get to that. There's no way he's going to be able to even pay that. You know, like yeah. it's not going to happen. But um, yeah, they're they're coming with the whole with the force. Absolutely. I wonder if it's uh, I don't know. There's a joke here about Mario jumping in on this one, <laughs> something like that. You know, going up against Bowser. But uh, the fact that the guy's name is actually Bowser, it's not just like some username or avatar, or whatever. That's his surname. Uh, the same surname as. One of the heads of, of, of Nintendo America, uh, or the, the head of Nintendo America. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you can ask for a more perfect storm, can you? Yeah, it's like Sega going after someone called Robotnik or Eggman. It's it's just perfect. It's perfect. Um, <laughs> most famous video game uh, enemies of all time, uh, the same name as the guy who's hacking them. It's brilliant. It's it's perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect headline, and. Um, Gy- uh, gyro on of might is saying this article this was an article i loved writing i did good writing that headline was this you it seems that way griffin well griffin done of mate might. griffin of might sorry mate i'm getting it wrong yes griffin of might well done mate <laughs> yeah good one uh, there's nothing to add gary bowser like Come on, mate. <laughs> maybe he was using that as marketing for his own like he used his own name as marketing for actually be able to do this in the first place so you know Griffin, uh, the, the the only my only suggestion there would have been uh, another headline i would have also accepted so long gary bowser for anybody who's played the n64 game you know exactly where i was going with that one. Oh, n64 that's why i went blank yeah <laughs> i don't think you might so i had to explain that one absolutely absolutely <laughs> Uh, right, so we'll move on um, because uh, even though it was a bit of a quick topic there, the next topic will not be quick. So, the mm. Indie World Showcase. This is what Nintendo put out recently. Uh, a, a nice showreel of all their upcoming indie games. And uh, when I say upcoming, I really do mean upcoming. These are going to be upcoming for quite some time. Um, they really have announced these a lot of these a bit too early if you ask me but uh hey you know at least we know that they're 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 supporting more devs which is good never a bad thing i'm all for that i reckon well over half my switch collection now physically uh is actually me paying over the odds through limited run type companies for indie games on cartridge um and yeah i mean there's there's just so much to talk about i wrote a list of the ones i was mostly excited about i mean obviously house of the dead's right up there but which again they just threw in at the end it's almost a complete afterthought to, to everything else that was, uh, um, you know, it was, it was weird. It's weird. So uh, what are the ones that really stood out for you, Grizzly? Because uh, I don't want to yeah. skip over those ones, really. Yeah, so there's 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 been quite a few. Um, I love the fact that, uh, for one, unlike the most recent Nintendo Direct, there seems to be a bit more, uh, bit more for me here. It's not just JRPG Central. Yeah, so I really, I really liked the one that's showing on the screen at the moment, which is the Road uh, 96. It looked really interesting. I like the fact that there are so many different avenues. Yeah, in which ten thousand or something ridiculous. Go. It's yeah, like absurd. I, I don't like, know how that works. Is it going to be like? I, I I don't know. Like you you. you, you... 
just that one slight narrative change that oh okay now you can add that to the big pile so that add one to everything that makes it 20 you know or something oh, ridiculous it's going to be like that i think um i can't imagine they're going to be too huge the changes no, even if they no, made like a 100 um with different voice acting uh, uh changes throughout when they do everything else it's just it, it, it throws that number up to about a thousand it'll be yeah mm. yeah interesting um, it's it's nice to know that the you know the often overlooked and uh you know under underrated i would say you know that that classic indie developer uh konami um decided that they're going to make a sequel to getsufumi den uh, yeah. which is a less known uh, 2d title that very few people would have actually played because of course it's mostly japanese release but and it was exclusive if i wasn't if i'm not mistaken yeah, but it looks stunning. The, the yeah. artwork on there just looks great. That it's was the, the one that I took away the most from this. Like, I, as well as House of the Dead, where I just like lost my shit. <laughs> no, this particular one, I was like, wow, this is crazy. I don't know how well it's going to play, but um, uh, obviously it's a roguelike because you know two out of three every uh, two out of three indie games have to be roguelikes these days. But yeah, that, that's the law, you know. <laughs> it is. Uh, it looks unreal good, like so good. Mm. There, there's a, there's yeah, actually a uh, and keep an eye out for this one, guys. I did a sponsored review, which is a bit of a naughty naughty. But uh, there's a game called uh, and it was years ago, so I'm fully out of contract for that now. But Bladed Fury, uh, there's a game called Bladed Fury, which came out on Steam and it's just getting a physical release on the Switch. And my god, am I excited to get a physical copy of that? Uh, it's actually Numbskull Games that are putting that one out, and it's so good. Very very similar art style to this. Um, and uh, oh, I I'm so excited for Get to Food and like majorly. Uh, I, I I get the impression that this could be like Japan's Wonder Boy, like how we got all excited for the Wonder Boy Free remake, something like that, you know. And mm, Trista yeah. Bites is now raiding me as well. Hello, Trista Bites wow. followers. Thank you so so much. Appreciate it. We were just chatting about the news here, uh, all the latest gaming news, retro gaming infused news here on Slopes Cast every Tuesday night. Everybody say hey, and make sure you go and uh, follow Trista Bites as well, because uh, she's an awesome lass, and she does awesome streams. Definitely worth doing. Definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, that's one that I'm definitely excited about. I'm going to try and jump through this a little bit here. Uh, another one yeah. that I am very, very excited about is... And I'm going to try and find it, but there's Oli Oli World. I'm excited yes. for Oli Oli World to come back. Yeah, Quite that goes without way. saying, to be fair. Oli Oli is fantastic. So for people that don't know, uh, I mean, obviously the skateboarding video game uh, craze, obviously, you know, you, you think of Tony Hawk's, but then you've got the skate games. You've even got like the old, uh, you know, 720 games and all of, the, all of this sort of stuff. Oli Oli is yet another skateboarding game, but it plays so very differently than all of the others, yet it's still utterly fantastic. It's so addictive. And this, the only thing was with it, it, it went for that... Um, that many indie developers do. It's a very basic-looking game, you know, that, that's very harsh polygon characters, all that sort of thing, you know, to get around the fact that they haven't got a lot of money to pump into the game. But, oh, no, it was an artistic choice all along, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, this is now that game with, with, uh, with a hardcore following behind it, which it does, and uh, a great amount of... Um, uh, uh, detail i don't know how it's going to work on a world scale i know you can choose your paths now but um just just the game itself 
feels fantastic to play. So I'm excited for, uh, I believe it's the third Oli Oli game. Maybe we'll get a limited run I'll be honest, collection. Yes. Oh, hello, This Joe. one is probably the one, the one next to Turtles that I'm most actually interested in because okay. the art style is really appealing to me. I like, there's another game that's based on Mobius's art style. I can't remember what it's called now. Mm-hmm. That's going to come out at some point. But this reminds me of that. I like the, the simple color palette. See, I like stuff like this when it's a, a game that's less intense necessarily. I think yeah. it fits really well. Whether that was intended in the early games or not, of course, is a lot of marketing. But now, it looks like a really natural fit. It looks really smooth. It looks nice. Uh, I, this is very appealing to me, so I'm actually highly interested in this one. What did you guys play the originals on? Did you, did you play the originals, um, uh, Joe? I, I never played them myself. I saw them. I saw videos of them, but I never sure. actually played them. Um, so I knew of the series, but never actually played it. But this I want to check out because, it, like I said, the art style, that it's it's uh, it's like the last one. I, I can't remember the one you said they just made a sequel to. I'm, I'm going to mispronounce the name, the Japanese one. It's just, um, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets I, a Fumina. I, I, I'm, I'm, I yeah. can't say it right now. <laughs> I'm not a roguelike guy, but I look at that and I want to play. It's kind of like Hades. I don't like roguelikes, but I want to play Hades because it's just gorgeous looking. So mm-hmm. a lot of that, the visuals sometimes will hook me because that's my weakness is something looks really good. Even if I might hate it, I'm going to try it. This Absolutely. looks like it's fun top to bottom and I'm good for that. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you mentioned turtles there, but, uh, yeah, obviously we got more, uh, another, not too much more. Uh, there was a lot of repeated footage, but the, uh, shredders revenge. Ah, oh, get this game out quickly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's looking better every time I see it. And it, it really is. Say, there isn't much extra to add. It's just, I love the uh, the little office section that they showed where yeah. the, the foot soldiers throw off their ties. It's just so much character to it. It really, really is. Like I would actually now be happy if I see nothing more from this game because everyone that's going to buy this game is going to buy this game. You know, like you don't need to do anything else. Obviously, they're going to have like trailers pumping out big time when it does drop. But um, yeah, like I don't want to see anything else. I just want to play this game now. I just want to play this game now so bad. <laughs> it looks awesome. Um, so there was another game called Never Yield, which uh, looked pretty cool. Um, it was in like a, sort of an uh, maybe like a runner, an endless runner sort of game um, yeah. it, with parkour and some really good music uh, added to it as well, which I'm quite excited for. Um, yeah, it looked like an like, looked like an evolved version of Cannabolt, if you remember that. Yes, one. absolutely. Yeah, the the, the, yeah. the big mobile game that everyone played. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, I don't know if I'm. I, I, there's so many games here. I don't know if it'll be one I actually end up getting, but uh, I'm definitely interested to hear a bit more about. It's a bit janky. Hopefully they clean it up a little bit, but so far so good. Quite excited for that. Uh, we've already done Gitsufumaden, uh, Undying Moon, which I'm obviously excited about. Skull was another game that I actually think looks pretty good. Um, again, obviously a rogue because, like I say, two out of every three indies have to be one nowadays. Uh, yep. Just trying to find the footage of that. Here we go. Um, so this is a, a, a 2D platforming game. I'm, I'm all about 2D platforming games where you actually change your head and it gives you different abilities. Uh, thankfully, let's hope it doesn't follow in the footsteps of something like Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it looks like it's actually got a bit of a pace to it. So yeah, <laughs> um, if anything, it's going to be more dynamite heady, uh, but with a, mixed with a bit of Hollow Knight, and that's a great combo. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for the most part, it looks to be uh, pixel animated. Uh, uh, sorry, pixel. Yeah, pixel animated. So 
I'm all for that, especially when they go into the hardcore detail of the foregrounds and the backgrounds and just the amount of animation. They're obviously going to do some crazy twisting of those sprites and stuff to really make it look good on new consoles. But uh, yeah, this is, this is what I always expected the future of gaming to look like when I was seven, oh, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, I'm right up there uh, with something like this. Um, what other ones were there that were worth talking about? Art of Rally was sort of thrown in at the end. I'm interested to find out a little bit more about Art of Rally. Um, sort of a top-down, micro-machines-y um, uh, racing game-looking thing. It looks like it's going to be a mix between micro-machines. There's so little of it that was shown. Um, and um, uh, Lonely Mountains. But it's, you, you're just going to go over and over and over and over again until you get the perfect race. So... Yeah, I'm excited for that. That one looks pretty good. Um, House of the Dead as well. Uh, and I'm just going to, for people that are watching live on Twitch, if you're not, make sure you do. I'm just going to show you how little of that. I mean, I, I can't even find it scrolling through the video because it was so throwaway. <laughs> it was in the sizzle reel. Yeah, at the end, that's where I'm at now. It's nuts. Uh, just, just while Dan finds that, um, the one for me was Aztec Forgotten Gods. I've got oh, a real yes. soft spot for indie games trying to go for a AAA kind of look. Um, and also, um, generally, they, they have some great ideas. But also, uh, Aztec mythology is not something I'm particularly familiar with. And I feel like we get oversubscribed to re Greek and Roman. Um, it would just Good be great point. to see some of that coming. Here we go. There we go. There's your House, House of the, the Dead. dead. Um, counting on there, what about all oh, six or seven seconds of it? Very odd. Very hey, odd. At least, at least the footage they showed wasn't in the trailer. That's something that's uh, quite interesting. It is. It is. Yeah, it's an odd one. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, Fez is coming out as well. Um, I mean, it's a game that I, I liked for what it was, but uh, I never got anywhere. I found it so mazy. I never... Uh, eventually, I just got completely lost in that game. But yeah, interesting. A, a, a fairly good indie world uh, uh, showcase, though. There was a lot of good uh, games in there, I'd say. Yeah, there we go. And yeah, Trista Byte yeah. says, Dynamite Heady was a fun game. Absolutely, it was. You are right <laughs> with what you just said there. Uh, Trista, good one, good one. So... The next topic I want to leave with you because I know you are uh, a bit more of a Power Rangers fan than myself. What's going on I, in the I, worlds of Power Rangers? Uh, I, I think you're selling me selling me a bit short. I've absolutely no. I'll, I'll be completely honest, and our chat <laughs> is probably going to crucify me. I know very very little about Power Rangers. In fact, um, I was at that stage uh, when I was younger that <laughs> it kind of it kind of just happened, and I was like, cool. Um, I, but I want to play. Uh, I want to play Sonic now, if that's okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But I I found this a little bit cool because mm -hmm. um, Street Fighter, of course, Ryu and Chun Li, they're considered fighting game royalty. To see them being added to a Power Rangers fighting game officially as Power Rangers, uh, there's 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 actually a crafted story for Ryu and Chun-Li being part of a Power Rangers team um, born out of the video games, like a mobile game called Legacy, uh, Power mm. Rangers Legacy, and then this. I think that's kind of neat. And I figured a lot of people would also find this kind of neat too if they're fans of Power Rangers. Absolutely. So 
yeah, it's it, it's just one of those uh, one of those things. So Ryu takes on the guys of the Crimson uh, Crimson <laughs> Hawk Power Ranger. He looks utterly goofy um, in an utterly charming way, and yeah. yeah, just enjoy some of that footage. But yes, that's uh, DLC content coming to uh, uh, Battle for the Grid, uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, which is a fighting game which looks a little janky. Yeah, it, it, it didn't come out to the greatest reviews, but it's been uh, constantly updated. Um, the, the, the fan service around it is pretty hardcore. I mean, it's Power Rangers is obviously going to. Uh, and uh, now they're adding Street Fighter stuff in there as well. So, yeah, I mean, what, uh, what an awesome time to be. A, if, if I was a Street Fighter and Power Ranger fan, I'd be losing myself right now. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> um and i'm actually not the biggest one-on-one fighter either uh but hey it's uh, an exciting exciting moment for for fans of those two properties i'm sure (laughs) so uh dutch chairman in the chat is saying power rangers versus teenage mutant ninja turtles when because they've already had their live action crossover they they have um I, to be honest, though, actually, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they've kind of crossed over with just about everything. They have. In fact, one of my favorite um, meme or meme comic panels of all time was um, a picture of Batman and Michelangelo standing next to each other, brooding over a city. And um, Batman's saying to Michelangelo, this is where my parents died, Michelangelo. It's just so weird. Just so sincere yet like uh, cringy Absolutely. at the same time I, I mean, found that hilarious yeah um, hey guys if you like Power Rangers and Street Fighter ooh we got news yeah. for you there you go, there you go. <laughs> um, I'm also going to leave you with the next one because I, I, what, what, what tends to happen on this show is I, I give all the topics that I don't really know too much about slash care to uh, <laughs> my co-host <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Mega Man, would you believe it? Um, I've got a lot of Mega Man games, actually. But there's a new Mega Man uh, uh, code legend coming to the West. Did you know about that? Because apparently it's happening. I just looked at the trailer, and I had more questions than answers when I saw this. And I'm hoping (laughs) you've got the answers for me, because I don't know what to make of this. Tell us what's going on, Grizzly. So I I think this is kind of neat. It is. um, It looks incredible. It's like taking the maker uh, concept to a different level. So mm-hmm. what um, Mega Man Legacy Coded is all about is actually teaching people how to code and create their own Mega Man or Rockman titles. So from the trailer, so this is going to be a really hard one to describe for the people uh, listening on slope, on podcast pa- platforms. But yep. um, So... What you essentially get in the Japanese release is a essentially a gauntlet, which is made up of what looks like Lego bricks with different parts to it. Yeah, that you can interconnect and, is, and you can do whatever you want with them. Yeah, and that's that's essentially your programming lang- language for building these Mega Man levels. So mm-hmm. we can see in the trailer that somebody is uh, placing one of the bricks on and it changes an element in the game. And then that's reflected on a laptop screen. Bear in mind, this is more software than it is game. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it, it basically teaches people the basics of coding a Big Man game. Yeah, and, um, and Michael Towns put it right there. It's Lego Power Glove. That's a great way of explaining what we're looking at right now. Yes, yes, perfect. 
So the game, uh, well, I keep to call it the game when I've just said it isn't one. Um, <laughs> so this released in Japan um, towards the end of last year. And what's interesting is that it's actually going to get a Western release uh, directly through Kickstarter. And the way they're going to handle it is is basically if you back it on Kickstarter, uh, say if 100 people back it or less or more, then that's as many of these of these releases that they're going to make. So if you want it, that's where you have to find it. Yeah. Um, it looks cool for what it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's teaching people how to program. And I mean, that's, that's never a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, like there needs to be more more people out there. And, and hey, if Mega Man isn't exactly a small property. If that's a, if that's a way of teaching people how to do it, then hey, I'm all for it. Um, exciting stuff. I don't know why everything has to be for me, but I'll tell you right now, it isn't for me. <laughs> But uh, yeah, apparently there are a few Rockman slash Mega Man fans out there, from what I hear. So um, yeah, just a couple. Yeah, I've heard there's a few. So uh, Top Hat being one of them. Uh, he never did show up. Yeah, what how a rude. naughty guy! What a naughty guy! But uh, he raided, so he, he gets left off. Let, let off, not left off. Yeah, uh, exciting times if you're a Mega Man fan, which plenty of people are. Absolutely. And finally, some awesome news to end the stream. The PlayStation Store on the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation Vita, just those two, will continue. Now, we had a long conversation about how upset we are about the fact that these uh, stores are going down. Um, uh, I think it was in August time, something like that. Uh, so go and get all these. There's, there's loads of videos that have gone up from Metal Jesus to, to pretty much everyone else that wants to make a quick and easy video. Get out there and download these particular games because they're not going to last much longer. Well, turns out... PlayStation heard our cries and they've actually said, let's have a look. Upon further reflection, however, it is clear that we've made the wrong decision here. So today I'm happy to say <laughs> that we will be keeping the PlayStation Store operational for the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation v um, Vita devices. PSP commerce functionality will retire on July 2nd, 2021 as planned. I think it's okay for the PSP Store to go down. You've got to... You've got to you got to know when to say see you later. And I think the PSP has probably had its day um, yeah. for the online stuff. And I think most people that have PSP nowadays and play on them probably play it a different way than through the store, if I'm going to be <laughs> honest. Um, but no, it's great news for PlayStation 3 and Vita for the um, uh, owners out there, me being one of them. And um, mm. yeah, uh, they're no longer getting rid of the games. So... Go and play all of those games that all of those YouTubers are telling you to go and download. Yeah, I, I get the impression that this was less about making the wrong decision and the backlash and more of the cases of, hang on, what is that ringing in my ear? Is that my bank? Is that my purse filling up with coins? Where are mm -hmm. these coins coming from? Oh, hang on. You know what? There might be some profit in these stores yet. And uh, they, Sony... I, whether intended or not, they've just had the biggest advertising campaign that they could ever get for a dying platform. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant um, what what they've been able to do. But I'm I'm really hoping that this is in some way a lesson um, to Sony. I mean, there's there's a lot of things going on, and we're going to touch upon one of those things uh, in a moment. But game preservation is very much becoming a hot topic and people aren't going to stand for it if they find that their games are going to disappear or they be 
even the ability to be able to play uh, to buy these games. So I'm hoping that this is in some way a turning point. Um, yeah. Just to just to bring in you know another one of those 180 decisions which we covered previously on the podcast was um, Microsoft changing uh, their their decision on increasing prices of Xbox Live and removing that as a a tier for people to be able to access their their services and it really does go to show that there's some sort of people power thing going on here so i'm hoping we can continue to use this for uh for the power of good yeah absolutely i mean uh, keeping these games around for as long as possible is never going to be um a bad thing it's always going to be good news it's great that sony have uh uh, u-turned a little bit here um um, how long for time will tell but uh the fact that the psp store was still open (laughs) That, that 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 that's nuts to me. I mean, I'm more shocked that it is open still. I I I would have put money on it. That that's long gone. But uh, hey, you know, um, if, if the PlayStation, I mean, the PlayStation Free Store store should definitely last as long as that, if not longer. Um, uh, I can understand the Vita store going down a little bit, uh, a little bit sooner than that. But hey, PlayStation Free Store mm. should definitely. I mean, that was a. It wasn't a bad selling console. Um, uh, nothing compared to the PSP, at least, uh, and especially the Vita. So, yeah, not, like I say, nothing but good things. Let's just hope it uh, uh, stays around for as long as it possibly can. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm in two minds about the PSP store. I mean, fair enough, um, it is aging, and very few people do play on the PSP. But I do feel like it's all or nothing here, to a degree. Mm-hmm. I would prefer that none of these things close down. I prefer they just found a way to make those games accessible on a di- on a, in a different way. So make a PSP emulator for your PS5 that can clearly emulate PS PSP games. I mean, my, in, my NVIDIA Shield um, has the ability to play PS, PSP games at an increased resolution, and they look great on a, large, on a large TV. I bet they do. Uh, PS5 is more than capable of doing that. Yeah, and some, and some, definitely, definitely. So, uh, well, there we go. I think we've actually got through all the topics. A bit of a quicker one tonight, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is one more thing, and I'm sorry. <laughs> um, there is this thing called the Sea Bomb, and I know we've touched upon this very briefly, but I feel like now is a good time to talk about it. Now, yeah. Sony are going a bit crazy Ooh, about uh, preservation. Yeah, and also we'll, we'll get Joe in as well to chat about this PSP uh, stuff as well in one moment. Yeah, but carry on. Sorry, Grizzly. So the Sea Bomb uh, relates to a certain battery that is placed in pretty much every console that has an internal clock. Right. Um there's one in your PlayStation 4, there's one in your PS3, there's one in your Xbox 360, Series X, and what have you. Um, and the way that it kind of works uh, for the PS4 and PS5 as well is that once this CMOS battery has expired, and if servers are turned off for the services for these games, whether you've bought them digitally or in some cases even physically, um, you then lose the ability to play those games. Now, a lot of this can be resolved simply by replacing the CMOS battery, but it is at the mercy of whatever Sony or the platform um, developer wants to do with it. So it's called C-Bomb, but it's really uh, it's a suicide battery. Um, not quite as severe as the one that you would find in a, in a Panasonic, uh, sorry, Philips CDI, 
but still um, arcade machines still something that's uh, a bit irksome yeah it depends on that it depends on how um on how we we go after the ps ps5 i mean as far as we know ps5 could be the last console generation that we see and everything becomes an ecosystem like what what microsoft want we've been saying that for so many generations i mean it's gonna happen but like i don't know i think there's always gonna be an outcry there's always gonna be an outcry there's there's one it's gonna go one one of two ways i believe and that is either people completely throw away their their rights or what have you and go fully digital and it's just you 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 have to embrace it one way or another Mm -hmm. or it will continue as a status quo. I mean, people do like consoles. They're easy to work with. You go sure. into a shop, you buy a console, you buy a game, and it's in. It works. PC gaming still hasn't quite got to that level of ease of use, and I hate to say it to, in front of a room probably full of people who belong to the PC master race, but unfortunately that is the truth, um, <laughs> especially with what's going on with graphics card prices, and you certainly cannot deny that. But yeah. Consoles have their place, but... If Microsoft carry on the way that they do, and it is a very successful move with the likes of Game Pass and the platform itself, um, I can see it taking hold and therefore digital games becoming that permanent, that's all you can get kind of deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, what we'll do, we'll end off right here with, uh, let's get Joe in one last time. And uh, Joe, you wanted to add on the uh, PSP discussion, mate. Yeah, well, and and the and and what you were just saying about oh, the okay, uh, awesome. digital thing, but as but as far as the PS3, I think that not only is it good that that Sony was actually listening, uh, but I think what I'm hoping is maybe this is going to be an indication to them that backwards compatibility in their consoles might be something that they should take more seriously than they seem to be as well, because I think sometimes it feels like the people at the top of some of these companies are like, yeah. Nobody really wants to play the old games. It's a small group of people. They're, they'll just whine and complain they don't matter. But the mm-hmm. fact that they listen here, maybe, maybe I'm just being stupidly optimistic, that could be, but maybe it's an indicator to them that, okay, wait a minute, there is a, a larger group of these people. These are these are actually passionate people. We should make backwards compatibility for the console itself a, yeah. a bigger priority. I don't know, but it'd be nice to think that way. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, one of the biggest reasons why people are still stuck on these old systems and still playing on them is because they've refused backwards compatibility on these on these new systems. So you'd think that they would put two and two together and say, right, if we really want people to go out and buy PS5s, if they could in the first place, um, how are we going to do it? Right, let's, let's give them the features that they want, get them off that old dusty hardware... If we really want to get rid of these old stores, put the st- put an alternative version of that store with our curated selection and all of our margin-rich titles, and then we'll we'll sell them there. We'll bring them to the PS5 that way. That seems like the easy win, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Only that, but I mean, for me, because I'm looking at the PS5. Whenever you know, in 30 years, I can actually get one. Uh, one of the reasons I want to get it is not necessarily even for the, the newest games, but to be able to play the PS4 games without my PS4 Pro sounding like it's going to take off and go through the ceiling. Just to be <laughs> able to play what's still great games without having a jet engine in the living room. And so you extend that backwards, and it would be great to have a true... I mean, you think of the word PlayStation, and they just give you this console and say everything in our history is available through this one machine. 
You want to go play a PS1 game? Here you go. You want to do a PS3 game? Fine. The newest game, because you've got a top-end display, you can do that too. It's all in one machine. They should have done that. Yeah. yeah There's no reason why they couldn't get a decent um, emulator for the original two as well, PlayStation 1 and 2. Like, why can't they get that going? I mean, like, yeah. They're not not big files. (laughs) They had to do that. Yeah. Out of all of the the, the uh, gaming companies that are in business right this moment, when it comes to console manufacturers, Sony have the second largest legacy of games going. And if they just if they did that, not even Nintendo's doing that, by the way. If if they did that, that they they would just automatically win. I think because you're talking about you you're talking about it introducing history to a new generation of gamers mm-hmm. while also letting the old gamers like reaffirm their love for this platform that they've been investing in for for almost 30 years now absolutely, absolutely. and uh you know it's it just seems wrong that they would just completely turn their back on that but maybe maybe and they, here's the hope that they are looking into this that you know there is that that um there is that patent that was released recently about adding trophies to emulated titles, and that's oh. specifically the wording that they gave. So oh. maybe this is what this all was all leading to. So nice I really hearing that. Surprised. Yeah, for sure. If if that the means possible, I, yeah, is it, that maybe when they were shutting down these stores, there were arguments saying, "Don't do this." There are these people who want the old stuff, and the bigger voices said, "No, just shut them down." And now those other people are being paid attention to where they're saying, no, see, these people are here. They will pay. They mm-hmm. want this stuff. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. There we I go. mean, remember, remember when it was Microsoft and Don Matrick, the guy, uh, the guy who used to do all of the announcing at E3 and what have you, he very famously said, why would you play, if you want to play Xbox 360 games on your Xbox One, buy an Xbox 360. It's so funny to see the the turnaround that they did straight after that. Yeah, and, and now we're seeing it again. Yeah, <laughs> within it, it's it's happening exactly the same way, and it do, really does seem like the two big platform holders are essentially deciding to do switcheroos every generation. Who's going to be the bad guy? Who's going to be the good guy? Um, PS4, it was Sony. Um, PS5, the bad guy is well, the good guy is Microsoft right now. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts because they don't put out any games. Oh, I had to throw that in there. Hey, there you go. So, yeah, well, thanks for coming on uh, again, Joe. I appreciate that, mate. Uh, that was really quality of you. And, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening in on this uh, podcast. Like I said, a bit of a quicker one this week, but, uh, yeah, it's all good. Uh, you know, we, we, we stuck around on certain topics there, uh, which is never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. Thanks for listening to Slopescast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch on the 20th of April 2021. If you want to listen in live, the next recorded episode will be on the 27th of April 2021 over on twitch.tv forward slash Slopes Game Room at 9pm UK time and 1pm Pacific Standard Time. As stated, if you would like the chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And finally, if you have any news stories for me, then feel free to drop them in the dedicated room on Discord at discord.gg forward slash Slopes Game Room. And until next time, guys, this is DJ Slopes signing out. And hopefully, I'll see you all next time. <laughs>